you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Shek. Well, apparently the biggest event in pro football, at least in the 21st century's history, took place earlier today. We're coming at you on Thursday. The Johnny Football Pro Day has wrapped up. Let's kibitz about it now with a full boat here in Studio 66. First of all, seated to my immediate right from NFL.com and NFL Network, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Certainly, certainly. Next Nobody, up, nobody tell Mark Cuban. But I think that Johnny Manziel Pro Day outdrew his Mavericks and Thunder from Tuesday night. Yes, overexposure of the uh, of the NFL. We'll see. We're doomed. Uh, apparently, ten years into Johnny Manziel's pro career, the NFL will crumble. So, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Next up, uh, from uh, all the way from uh, London, England, he is our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? Very well indeed, thank you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Good to you be here. you feeling sad now, or a little foolish that for all those years you rooted for Dan Marino, not realizing that uh, that Johnny Football was going to consume our lives at some point. Dan Marino was <laughs> merely paving the way for Johnny Football to arrive. <laughs> yes, it was all prelude to this yeah. event there. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, because we haven't seen him in some time since the last time his uh, sh- we saw his shadow here in Studio sixty six, he's positively taken over. The NFL media, nay, the NFL period. Here he is, everybody. At Move the Sticks, it's Daniel Jeremiah. What's the poop, fancy pants? I can't tell you how good it feels to be back in the studio with you guys, man. It does? This is home. You know, whatever else happens in life... 
this this right here, this is home. I Keeps you grounded. Ra- I thought you were raised better than a lie to us. No, this <laughs> is. I love face. this. Is my. I mean, we shared. Uh, first of all, the plane cast. Right. That's a moment they can't take away from any of us. <laughs> and uh, who would be trying to take that away? Oh, black tie. <laughs> well, by the way, coming up in uh, in New York City is the NFL draft. Also, there is talk. I don't know if it's going to happen. Subway cast? No, not subway cast. Uh, Horse and carriage cast. Oh, even better. Central Park. How about nice. that? Beep, beep. Well, I guess we won't beep to you from a horse and carriage. You'll you'll hear the horses cloppity-clippity-clop coming at you, and that will be uh, how you know it's time to By the way, I haven't, I haven't been here in so long. I, I think I know the answer to this, but who ended up winning... Uh, the most valuable guest at the Sheckies. Are you kidding me? You don't. You, you've no, been in here I, since I then. I don't know that. I never got the answer. I, I I didn't get an award in the mail, so I know I didn't win. Yeah, it was your question. British. Did you receive a trophy? No, I did not. It was your no, British I... doppelganger, handsome Hank. That's Congratulations well again. I can't. I can't fight City Hall on that. Yeah, I've been getting some emails. Speaking of uh, the Shecky Awards, I've been getting some emails lately, and it's true. As good a year for fruit as 2013 was, that's how bad 2014's been so far. Not good thus far. I have not enjoyed the apples, which won the fruit of the year, you know? So anyway, listen, we can talk about that in a little bit. I want to kibitz about uh, Johnny Football's Pro Day. And I start with this. We kind of have kibitzed about this a little bit, uh, DJ and company. But if you're a scout and you actually change your opinion because Johnny Football looked good today, after two years worth of lo- watching him on game tape or wa- you know being at the games, if you if this what you just saw for twenty minutes of him throwing it around in practice changes it, that makes you a bad scout, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you, the only thing on these pro days, I'll say, look, today's what it should look like: Johnny Manziel, you know, completing passes, throwing nice balls, deep ball, all that stuff. I think it was like sixty of sixty three or sixty one of sixty four, something like that. That's what they're supposed to look like. So you just kind of it's comforting when you like a player on tape and you go there and you see that. Now, when somebody doesn't perform well like Teddy Bridgewater, then I think that can have more of an effect. I think you're more likely to hurt yourself is what I'm getting at at a pro day than you are to to just leapfrog over people. Now, we've seen in the past guys have those big pro days. But Jamarcus Russell, everybody likes to reference his pro day. But there was, I mean, it wasn't like he was some second-round pick on everybody's mind, and he goes to the pro day. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's the first. I mean, he was viewed as the top quarterback. I mean, he won a lot of games at LSU. He's this big, strong guy. You kind of knew what you were buying there. So I think sometimes we get, you know, overstate, oh, this guy launched up the board, this quarterback, because of his pro day. A lot of these guys were there previously. What is the, though, the optical illusion or the or the change in perspective that you get as a scout or anyone who's, who's there standing on the sidelines today? What is the difference, then, of seeing him play, you know, play against Texas or whatever in, in, in uh, the Big 12. What is going on there that is, is it as simple as that? Like, well, you're looking at him against those athletes out there. You can't really see his arm strength. If you're not in person, it's different. Watching a guy throw live in person is different. And because so many of the decision makers now, coaches have a lot more power in personnel than they used to 10 or 15 years ago. There's a lot of teams that are coach-driven now. And with Pete Carroll's success, Having the power in Seattle, I think you're going to see that trend continue. Bill Belichick, obviously, with all of his success. So the fact that coaches are more involved in that process, they have seen tape of these guys. They haven't seen them throw in person, whereas the personnel side of things, they've been out and seen these guys play college football on Saturdays. They didn't have to prepare for an NFL game the next day. So this is the first opportunity for a Bill O'Brien, hypothetically, if he was returning as an NFL coach. Now he was in college, so it's different. But if you're returning as an NFL coach, this is their first opportunity to see a Johnny Manziel live in person. So you might be like, well, I, 
I kind of question whether he can make the throw, but I've seen it with my own eyes. He's got plenty of velocity to do that, especially you know watch his footwork and how it all ties together. Have you talked to anybody who was in person there? Obviously, you were hosting uh, here at NFL Network, and of course, uh, I've been remiss in not mentioning Path to the Draft with uh, Daniel Jeremiah and Charles Davis and uh, and uh, the rest of the fellas out there. Uh, make sure you're tuning into that as we run up to the draft here. But have you heard from anybody who was on the scene there, Kurt Warner, Mayock, and company, that, wow, he, he stunned us. Who, who knew he had this? I mean, just during the broadcast, I mean, the guys were talking about he had plenty of arm. I think uh, Paul Burmeister might even have said at one point in time, he, he went to the Derek Carr workout as well, so he's the only one in our group that's seen all of them live. He felt like Manziel had the strongest arm of, the, of those big four quarterbacks. So, like, I put his arm right up there. I felt all along that his arm was stronger than Blake Bortles. People just had a tough time wrapping their mind around that because you look at him physically, Blake Bortles is this big dude, man. Uh, he kind of looks like somebody that had that power power arm but I, I equate it to like Roger Clemens is is Blake Bortles and then Johnny Manziel is like Pedro Martinez and mm. you're like or you know Lincecum and you're like how, how does he generate that much juice uh, he's not a real big guy that's an interesting analogy I like that one quite a bit um so do you say well speaking of trends and maybe uh, going forward will any pro day from a quarterback now ever be done without the pads on I mean this seems like now the the the, the new standard has been set it is hokey why would you go out there when it it, it when it isn't a direct uh, sort of uh, assimilation of what or as close as you can get to what's going on on the field why have they not worn pads it's different I mean I uh, look, I put pads you, you guys, on. I can't guys, throw the ball as you guys, well. You guys know I, my college career was very meager. Okay, but I, at App State, just did you have out, a pro day? I, I graduated in December and uh, was a smart enough feller to realize that that wasn't going to happen for me. Gil Gil Brandt to this day, go ask him. Go say how how was DJ's pro day? He didn't show up. He's like, why didn't you show up? I'm like, Gil, I was back in California, man. I'd already <laughs> taken a job. I didn't know I was playing in the NFL, but he still he still remembers the fact that I wasn't there. Um, but. Honey, where, where, where are we going here? What are we talking about? Well, you're just uh, laying it out for me. If the pads are now, oh yeah, yeah, going back thing. to the pads. Thank you. It's been a long, it's been a long day. A lot of pro day stuff here. Um, but I didn't like coming out for warm ups. Like we would come out and throw the ball around with no pads on. I didn't like doing that because then when I put pads on, then I felt heavy. Like it just felt different throwing. So I, I, I prefer not to do it. I prefer always just keep. keep All right. The pads that being on. said, if Johnny Football gets drafted higher than he or if he is the number one quarterback taken or how next year though all the qbs will be wearing their pads right i'm sure teams are happy with it i mean the the funny thing is we've always talked for a long time in scouting like at the combine it'd be great if you know run your 40 throw throw your your gear on let's put your gear on and see if you can carry that stuff right but then isn't i mean your point about pro days generally couldn't isn't there more to be gained from actually throwing at the combine than there is you know people say i'm gonna save it for my pro day and i get that but if you're saying that there's not you can't really move up the draft board particularly because you throw well at your pro day. Isn't there more to be gained from throwing at combine? Well, you know, like this was just this is when you're when you're an elite quarterback, when you're one of those guys that's been talked about as a top ten pick, you know, it's probably not good for our network to say this, but I don't think it's the biggest deal that they that they throw at the combine. If you're comfortable and these these workouts are so scripted it's hard to, to screw them up. Now Teddy Bridgewater did, right. you know, that that was unfortunate for him and so it's easy to say well you should you should have thrown at the combine. And you think it and as you've said, you you're on record that he has hurt his draft stock. How significantly will he drop now? Well, I mean, I look, well, it only takes one team. So that's why it's hard to say how far he's going to slide. My last mock draft, I, you know, 
kind of came up with a, a plan to say, okay, there's conceivable he could slide down to 26. Sure, that makes perfect sense to me. The guy could also be the third pick in the draft for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They need a quarterback. So, But you can find plausible situations where at least one of these guys drops down. I think Johnny Manziel probably just cemented his status. He's, he's going to be a top 10 pick. I, All right, I, where I'd is be he very going surprised. Now? I'd be very surprised if he didn't go. I think you start at Jacksonville. I mean, Houston. I mean, we have well, to start with we'll start at Houston. At least our, it's going to be considered. Our pal Ross Tucker and I encourage you to dig up his uh, his podcast earlier this week. I, uh, I I kibbed with him over the phone about some rules changes. He says that there's no chance. He's just not a Bill O'Brien type of QB. True or false? He, he doesn't fit. I mean, from from a style standpoint. Now we've seen other coaches adapt their style to the quarterback they've had. I mean, Pete Carroll at USC was kind of known as he wants that big pocket. I mean, look at Carson Palmer. Mm-hmm. You go all the way down the line. The guys, he's always been around. The Mark Sanchez, Matt Leiner's a big, tall guy. Then he kind of changed his – got a 5'10 quarterback that could really play, and he went for it and kind of changed the way he did business, and it worked out for him. So there's teams that will be flexible on that. But if you just look at what he's had, I think – I looked it up a while ago, but over the last two years with Hackenberg and McGloin, I think the quarterbacks at Penn State, it was almost, I want to say it was like minus 160-something rushing yards. Johnny Manziel led the SEC in rushing as a freshman. All right. We've different, seen, different we, styles. But the Texans are on the ver- – I, I, I think from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense for them to get Johnny football, but they're very close to following that Seahawks model of having the dominant defense that if they picked up Clowney, that would be a great place for – you know, you might as well do that. But I think the league – I mean, I've said this before, and we talk about this at great length. The NFL is one big corporation – with 32 branch offices, I think the commissioner should just call up Jacksonville and said, look, you're taking Johnny Manziel, you're going on hard knocks, and you're going to be a profitable franchise for us. And then that's it. That's it. Devil's advocate, the uniforms. I don't think we want to do anything that highlights and, and, and puts those uniforms on our eyeballs on a regular basis. One, one, one thing real quick here before I got to take off. The, uh, the first overall pick with Houston. If you wanted to make the case for Johnny Manziel, right. like today we saw him. Uh, throwing indoors. And one of the things he said after the workout I thought was interesting, Mayock asked him about his poor performance against LSU. And he said, well, you know, the weather and the rain, but I, well, I'm not going to make an excuse about the weather and the rain. Well, you, you just <laughs> talked about the weather and the rain. And immediately I went, okay, Cleveland, that's not the best weather there. But Houston, picking number one, you're guaranteed nine games indoors every year because you go to Indianapolis for one. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to have another couple sprinkled in there. So Johnny Manziel, if he's worried about the weather, just, just, just go to Houston. You don't have to worry about is it. Is that bad? Is that a consideration that a scout would make? That Because the history is not great for a guy going to his hometown or to his home region. Is that sort of maybe something the Texans think about? Like, we don't want this kid. There'll be extra pressure on him. You know, I've heard it both ways. I've heard people say... To know, me, in my head, it makes comfort. perfect sense. Do that, of course. You know, I've, heard, I've heard people say, you should go to Houston because that's in his comfort zone and mm-hmm. that'll be the easiest transition for him. And then the other, He just needs to get away. He needs to get away, go somewhere remote. You know, Jacksonville would be great because he can kind of get away from Houston and uh, maybe that'd be better for him. Nobody knows. Everybody's guessing. All right, real quick before you run out of here. So, Johnny Football you think will go to the Jaguars? If you were drafting for them, that would be your pick. Oh, man. Let's no, go through no, the names. No, you no, name he, the team. Let's just ma- let's mix and match real quick. It'll be the fastest way to yep. do it before you run. Yep. Johnny Manziel plays for what team? Johnny Manziel plays for, I'll stay, man. I'm going to say Minnesota. Ooh, Derek Carr. No, 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 no. I take that back. No, yeah, yeah I'm saying Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. I'm saying Derek Minnesota. Carr will be where? Derek Carr, I'll say Cleveland. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles will be in Tampa. 
Upset, really? Upset wow, special. that's an interesting one. Seventh I pick. like, by the way, I like that Derek Carr, the big arm in Cleveland with those, what uh, about with those the, receivers. What about the Raiders nice. for Bortles? Oh, I think he'd be in play there. But I, you know what? I I take that back. No, I think with, the, with, with them going out and getting Schaub, signing Woodley, signing Justin Tuck, bringing in Donald Penn, to me it doesn't look like a team that's getting ready to toss a rookie quarterback out there this year. I, I feel like that if they're going to get a quarterback, probably – Address it a little bit later in, in the draft. I, I'd be a little bit surprised if they did it at five. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. That's the difficult one here. He'll definitely go in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't say definitely. If the Browns, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not. The Browns it's, are if they're sold on Derek Carr. Yeah, that's his last it, chance in your the first latest round. Mock yeah, draft, but then you, someone trades back in. I mean, you still have a couple options. Of the one team I've been saying just keep an eye on for the quarterback position is St. Louis with their second one. Maybe not mm. with the second pick, but with their second one. Yeah, at least consider. I mean, Bradford has not been able to stay healthy. At some point in time, you have to give yourself an insurance plan. Well, the I like that. Cardinals. The Cardinals, the Cardinals could be a team possibly for Bridgewater, too, at 20. Oh, that's nifty. How about McCarron? Has he fallen? Because we were talking about it in season. And it was like, oh, yeah, he'll be high second round kind of kid. And I know I Bucky Brooks is higher on him I than still, you are. I still think he's in that second round, second yeah. round range. All right, listen. Daniel Jeremiah, you go and uh, and do your fancy TV stuff. We're very proud of you here to see the uh, the fast ascent that you've made here at NFL Media. You're doing gangbusters work. And, uh, you know, again, talking about prelude, all prelude to him taking over an NFL team as a general manager <laughs> sooner rather than later. No one will be talking in 10 years about George H.W. Uh, Bush and, and Rick Perry being at the at the pro day. They'll be saying, oh, did you see who's here? Daniel Jeremiah is here for so-and-so's pro day. I just want to know if in 10 years we can recreate this little show with the uh – the Dave Damashek basketball program. When the NFL folds, yeah. do we have a fallback? Can we still can we transition to that? By the way, yeah, yes. he's done and done. Yeah, I mean, who's going to be who's going to be his Peyton Manning? Is it Jabari Parker at that Would point in time? He just ruins him every show. It'll be uh, it'll Wiggins. be Chris Paul. Chris Paul. <laughs> He'll be kind of at the tail end there. Yeah. yeah. All right. What does he want? What, yeah, is he, what big nothing. game has he ever stepped up in, Chris Paul? That's the saddest That's the saddest thing, too, is that the little kids in the neighborhood are now all Clipper fans. Uh, there he goes. The great Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks. Follow him. If you want to know what's going on in the draft and what the GMs and the personnel guys are thinking, follow him at Move the Sticks. And, of course, he and Matt Money Smith and Bucky Brooks are doing the college football 24-7 podcast make sure you track that one down so lots of good stuff as you get ready for this draft here but seriously though handsome hank what the hell is uh is president bush or rick Perry? what are they doing there i i mean i have no idea are they going there to be seen are they going there because it doesn't make any sense but it, it all adds to the myth of of johnny football and as much as the guy wants to run away from that and i'm you know clearly he's doing he's he decided that between like their bowl game and and the draft. He doesn't want to be Johnny Football. I, I have a hard time believing whichever one of the teams that DJ just said he may land with, I have a hard time believing that when he gets there, he isn't going to be Johnny Football again. He was, I mean, this was a glorified practice session. I mean, there, right. there are no defenders anywhere to be seen. People, everybody's making jokes there on Twitter about the broom. Everybody's broom. laughing about the broom and everything. But really, 
what just happened that this is such it, an event? You who, know what the thing? Who cares? You have two. It's not like he's a 17 year old phenom who you have to go out and see what he. <clears throat> they're two. He played against Alabama. He played. I, mean, it's, uh, I said Big 12 before. You know, plays SEC football. Isn't this the highest standard that college football has to offer? Look at the tape. If he if he looks good there, bad there, that's your decision. Not this hokum. Right. Yeah, but I mean, last week was the start of March Madness and everybody wants to go back and have some crepuscular drinking and do something in the morning and have a good time. And here, here comes I a see. pro day. I see. So it's Let's on. Throw down. It's, you know, you wanted to go to Buffalo Wild Wings early in the morning and throw down a couple of IPAs. Why not? There's a pro day on. It's live. <laughs> Why not? What, what else is on right now? Spring training baseball. Uh, maybe a hockey highlight from the previous, you know, previous night. Why, why not watch this? Touche. So what you're saying is, Adam, is that, uh, listen, the three of us, you know, we, we are, are the so-called, uh, we're a part at least of idea generation here at uh, NFL Media. The onus is then on us to cook up these events yes. late yeah. week so that viewers, listeners, and so on can enjoy a drink without any guilt. Yeah. That's, all that's right. what it's all about. Like, it's uh, weird. It, isn't it stranger, though, that, I mean, I, I get it, that the president, or former, he's, he's always a president, right? Your yes. President, Mr. Right. President. Mr. Yes, president he is always president. But, he is forever President right. Bush. But, even though even though you watch newscasts and they say, former President Bush. No, incre- he, is he is the former president, but he, but he is, he is president, president Bush. Bush. Right. But Babs went along as well. That's what I find extraordinary. Yeah, what was she doing they, there? He took his wife with him to watch a what She's watch a, a fan. I'm yeah, obviously. I was pleasantly surprised, Can I and call I want to. Babs, is that is sure? Uh, no, that's, that's like, fine. totally legitimate. You call the you call your queen queen mum. Yeah. That seems uh, pretty I used, slangy. Yeah. I used well, to call, or we used to talk about mags all the time. Yeah, Mag Thatcher. Um. Yeah. I. I. You know. I. I don't want to count my I, eggs. It was before. for him. I know you knew who it was. I don't want to. I don't want to count my chickens before we. Before all the reports are in. But I am pleasantly surprised that we have not heard anything about Johnny Football slapping her on the bum on the way out. You know. I thought <laughs> yeah. maybe there was a fifty-fifty chance that he might do that. Like, hey, good to say. Thanks for. Thanks for coming out. Uh, Babs. <laughs> Babs. So. All right. A pleasure to see DJ. And in just a little bit, another face that you see on NFL Network all the time. The uh, the anchor of Total Access, Dan Helley. So we'll kibitz with him in just a little bit here. Meantime, Black Tie, it's been at least a fortnight since your last blacklist. How about we remedy that now by blowing through some NFL headlines and uh, and headlines about the game called Life with the blacklist. The blacklist. Black Tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn it, if they come in. The blacklist. The blacklist. What's going on, guys? First off, on we the just were talking to Daniel Jeremiah about Johnny Football. Oh, you just were. <laughs> That's yeah. what was happening. Was that today? That's was Johnny Football's uh, pro day today? Yeah, it was. Well, because I I didn't know if you weren't listening. You just asked what what's, what's going, going on. on? We just what's, I just told you what's going on. It's my introduction, you know. What's so going I on? In, like, hey, what's what's happening? What's, what's good? Oh, I'll tell you what's going on. Speaking of things that we need the booze of, that that maybe you want to enjoy with a beer in your hand or not, that's up to you. But uh, coming up soon um, are. New, our our latest edition of off season trainer. I uh, I 
set sat with uh, Eric Reed of the 49ers, got him mentally and emotionally prepared for the season by playing a little Jenga with him. So that video will be up at NFL.com soon. All right, get into it. Black All the time to promote that. You could have done it at the start of the show. You could have done it on the back end, like right after nope, the black. I'm sorry. I carved, in, I, I carved into, your, pre- you, I carved into uh, your precious time to shine. time to just promote it. Either way. Just go. Oh, that's what a lot of A lot of quarterback changes this past week. Schaub to the Raiders. Michael Vick signed with the Jets. Mark Sanchez just, got, uh, just signed with the Eagles. And, uh, both uh, Chip Kelly and Andy Reid said, hey, Vic has a lot to offer the Jets. So what, what what's your quick take on all these quarterback moves? I like the idea of Mike Vic coming in there. I don't necessarily care so much about his, uh, his counsel to Geno Smith and all of that so much as I do the practical challenge to Geno Smith and at least the short-term uh, fix there for, I mean, I, I you know, Eric Decker and Stephen Hill, if they've closed the book on Stephen Hill, which they very well may have two years in, but it is interesting that I, I they don't feel bereft of, of pass catching options there. And Jeremy Curley's still around, right? He's still there as their, uh, their slot guy, their number three guy. I mean, that's, a, that's not a dreadful uh, group of people. And Mike Vick, when healthy, obviously, as we see, can be effective. And with a good defense, it's not absurd to suggest that the Jets might be halfway decent rank. How say you? Why don't they make that deal for uh, Deshaun Jackson? I don't get Because then you would have Decker, Jackson, Michael Vick. Perhaps you could go out and get one of the free agent running backs who is still out there. Somebody like Sean Moreno. Maybe MJD. Sean Moreno just got signed by the Miami Dolphins. What oh, the whoa? Well, well, well. That's a true story. Is that true? I think, I think in answer to your question. Honestly, I'm like, I have the NFL.com homepage up right now. I didn't even know. It, it's true. In answer to your question, though, I think the reason they, they don't make that trade for, for Deshaun Jackson is that I think everyone out there believes, especially at this time of year, that he's going to get released. I mean, once you start talking I, about trading for someone mm-hmm. or, or trading away someone, I think what it really means is we're going to get rid of this guy and we'd love to see if we can get something for him. But if we don't, we're still going to get rid of him. But I, I, I get that. But if you're the Jets, you have to figure we're probably not going to be his first choice. He would probably maybe want to go back to the West Coast. Play for a team that has a better quarterback, possibly. So Deshaun you could force him. Also, I've heard is is uh, a fan of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you he's going to get paid regardless, but you're going to go out and have to compete with other teams. I feel the Jets' best chance of landing him would be through a trade instead of hey, let's try to outbid him with. All I these disagree other teams. with that only because wouldn't I assume that Mike Vick and Deshaun Jackson, based on all the the photos I've seen of the two of them together that they're pally. All right, well that's a that's a pretty big risk if you want to take it. But you're the Jets. Well, you'd have an idea. I think you'd have an idea before you take that risk that you would actually win it win out. Because otherwise you're right. If you can swing it for a third round or fourth round then maybe it makes some sense. I mean he's an LA guy. He played his football at Cal. The Raiders would be a team that would scare me a lot even though they have Matt Schaub as their quarterback. I would just want to make the move. For okay, fine. You lose the third round pick so be it. You're the Jets. You're probably going to blow it anyways. <laughs> Why not take this? If you if Deshaun Jackson was available in this draft and you could have picked him up in the third round, wouldn't you have done that? I think, you know, like you, like we say, you know, him and Decker then becomes formidable. It's not uh, a, it's not Julio Jones and Roddy White, but it ain't Jive either. That's a uh, that's a nice duo there. Um I you know, and and by the way, the, it's so Raidersy and people still say that as I just said in 2014 
Mike Vick to the Raiders would be such a Raiders move to make, except that the Raiders no longer do things that the Raiders do. Their persona now is to make bad decisions. Is right. to, I mean, they really continually. And then Dennis Allen compares Matt Schaub to the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's laughable. It's it's ridiculous that he does that. It's and Reggie McKenzie. It just it's it and it used to be. Well, you hang it on Al Davis. Oh, the poor old man has lost it now. There's something going on in that organization. That has turned them into, we could talk about the Jags and the Jets and whoever else. I mean, the the, the punchline of their comments, Dennis Allen signs Lamar Woodley and then says, well, the reason that uh, Woodley kept getting hurt with the Steelers is because Dick LeBeau was using him wrong. Dick Le- Dennis Allen, you're now providing counsel to, to <laughs> Dick LeBeau, the defensive coordinator of all defensive coordinators of the last quarter century. You're now providing him. Well, see, yeah, he just uh, LeBeau didn't know what he was doing. You know, like, if he wants to give me a call, I can uh, I can help him out with the other guys still there in Pittsburgh. You know, like well, it's, it's it's loco. I mean, listen, De- uh, uh, Matt Schaub to the Raiders, fine. It's not that far gone that he had some productive years with the Texans, and maybe if you give him some weapons, he can rise up a little bit. But there's no question that I'd rather have, in of the three big-name QBs we've heard signed, I go Vic 1, Schaub 2, and then, of course, Sanchez 3. I would never want Mark Sanchez on my team again. Is there any way rank... That Matt, that Mark Sanchez wins, not fills in because somebody got hurt. Is there a chance that he'll win a starting gig? Ever again? Yes. Will he be? Well, yep. It's September 10th or whatever. It's the start of the season. We're going with Mark Sanchez. Yep, he's going to. Do you really? He's going to come in. I think so. That's... He's going to fill in for Nick Foles at some point. He's going to play well. And then some team's going to be desperate for a quarterback and be like, oh, we could turn him around. Handsome Hank, I'll see you on that. I can't see it happening. I mean, you you you're hoping that uh, Falls gets gets injured in order. I'm not for that hoping to that he no, gets injured. No, no, I'm not saying. But in order for your scenario to work out, Falls has to get injured at some point, and uh, and then someone has to fall in love enough with Sanchez's play and not like any of the free agent other free agent quarterbacks that are available or anyone in the draft. I think Sanchez would have done better, quite frankly, to not sign as quickly as he did with the Eagles, right? And wait until mid-May, June, and see who didn't get a quarterback in the draft. There's going to be a team that needs a quarterback that's going to miss out in all likelihood. And then maybe he'd have been the guy that, you know, let's say uh, A.J. McCarron gets drafted by the uh, whoever, and he could be the veteran that starts for six games until they believe McCarron's ready. I think that's mm-hmm. his best. You he know what's amazing, too? Should, oh, go, go ahead. He should have gone to St. Louis. That would have been the money. First of all, right. Sam Bradford's going to get hurt. It's not a when or hoping right. or anything like that. And the next year, when they move to Los Angeles and perhaps playing in the L.A. Coliseum, here comes Mark Sanchez, his triumphant return to L.A. Plus, with the offensive coordinator that he, he thrived under with the Jets during his it, glory years <laughs> in New York. If you use, by the way, Mark Sanchez as a yardstick, a human yardstick, isn't it remarkable? The It's not just that the cycle has accelerated so much over the last uh, handful of years, but... It's happened in such a short amount of time within... I mean, he's been in the league five years, Mark Sanchez. Mm -hmm. In that amount of time, the expectation of the guy you draft in the first round to play quarterback 
He has to pay off immediately or else you move on. I mean, Mike Vick wins that gig going in. What do they do with Geno Smith then? That's essentially acknowledging, yeah, he's a bust for us. Then you part ways with him. How long was Jamarcus Russell even with the Raiders before they just cut bait with him? Now he had other stuff going on off the field. But Jimmy Clausen, I mean, it wasn't very long ago that Jimmy Clausen was, is he the first overall pick? He goes to Carolina. By year two, it was was over. Jimmy Clausen is is a backup. He's a footnote now. Will he ever play again? We barely even saw Jimmy Clausen play, and it was a couple years ago, and he's just basically a non-factor in the NFL. It's crazy to think how fast, if you don't get to the league and immediately do it, then then move on. In Sanchez's case, he kind of did immediately. Look, I mean, it wasn't right. But he had two years where, and you know, again, I'm not going to say that Mark Sanchez led them there, but they, yeah, they fair went point. To, right to two AFC Championship games, and still he gets kicked out. But just as a reminder out. to the kids out there who don't know, who, who who have no recollection of this, of Mark Sanchez. I mean, <laughs> no, well, yeah, even a little bit before Young, that. I mean, every cornerback there, there were ve- or uh, not every. John Elway started in his rookie season, but a lot of QBs. It was, did not start the season. I mean, Dan Marino was the first first round draft pick of the Dolphins. He didn't start the season. I think David Woodley did. Yep. As I'm thinking was the starter Woodley at the year, the start, just yeah. because that was the philosophy. You didn't do that. Terry Bradshaw didn't break through until year four or five of his career of playing competently. Not really well, by the way, either. But being competent enough to run him out there and, and have him play, you know, to, to, to put some stuff on his shoulders. This was this used to be the wave. Mm-hmm. And now it is, if you don't do it, if you don't win the starting gig coming out of camp, then there's something wrong. Strange. All right, Black Tide, next. All right, guys. Good dis- good conversation. Diving deep, Jimmy Clausen, all that stuff. I, I love, I love the uh, surprise in yeah. his voice when he enjoys good, something. Good all right, go ahead. That means he's going to keep that bit in. Oh, good. Real quick though, I would love to see the Eagles get another offensive weapon, just because I want not the Eagles, sorry, the Jets get another offensive option, so they can be competitive, so that division, that AFC East division, can actually be competitive for once. And Pats don't. The Pats are always a game away from the from don't the AFC worry, title. Don't you worry game. about the AFC East, Black Tide. Let me tell you something. If the Bills get, uh, let's say, I'm telling you something. If they take Bill, if if the Bills get Mike Evans, let's say, now they have legitimate offensive weapons and some defensive pieces. The Dolphins are at least intriguing. I I, I don't know exactly how to slot them in in terms of expectations, but it wouldn't stun me if Ryan Tannehill again. Now I said before, Moreno on board now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Whatever needs to be done so we stop living in this world where we think and assume the past of this dynasty. Let me tell you that that world that world is swiftly coming to an end within the next three years when Tom it Brady needs to happen takes now. his final snap. It needs to happen now. All right, second uh, second topic here on the blacklist. Gil Brent, NFL.com's Gil Brent says uh, Mike Evans has the best hands he's since seen since Megatron. Question is, which other draft prospect shows glimpses of an established NFL veteran? I like how Black Tie knows how to to uh, brand use the brand whenever yeah. possible. Next item on the blacklist on Black Tie's blacklist, Mike Evans. Who is he? Very, I, you know, he's, I, he's like I. I find him to be more like Vincent Jackson. Yeah, that's the one. That's the guy he reminds me of. He watched him play the last couple of years with uh, Texas A and M. That's striking the mm-hmm. way he's going to come in, and I like it. it. It's funny because of that pro day, Mike Evans now jumped in like his name was trending on twitter and people are talking about him a ton I'm like do you guys not watch foot like how do you not know who mike evans is this is a guy 
who I've been waiting to come into the league for quite some time because he's one of those big pass catchers who can come in and immediately help a team. If you went to a team like Detroit, and I don't know if Detroit could do this because if you drafted a if you drafted a receiver in Detroit, I think it's high round, time they draft a wide receiver in the first round. It's, it's been, been so at least long. three years yeah, now, you know. But even if you went somewhere else, I mean, I, of course the Bears have. Marshall and Jeffrey, so you wouldn't need a third guy. But you start thinking about all these teams. Think about the Giants sitting there where they're at. The Bills were another. You become. Team. I'm with you. You become. I was. I. I thought this very thing about the very team you started with, the Lions. I. You know, everybody in the world has Justin Gilbert, the uh, defensive back, out of Oklahoma State because there's a need there for a corner. Um, by the way, I love when people say, "You know what they need is a shutdown corner." As though, as though you just draft him and he is immediately a shutdown corner. Right. That, yeah, that assumes a bit much. But anyway, I was thinking about that need versus just – if they took Mike Evans, the Lions, now, they would be so – they would be so overwhelming that it would make up for their deficiencies. You right. would think – I mean, I guess the Falcons and Bears – Neither of them have been to the Super Bowl, so that debunk- debunks my point. But it just seems like if you have an overload at one position like that, what would any defense do? I mean, if I had Reggie Bush out there along with now Golden, Golden Tate. Tate and Calvin Johnson and let's say Mike Evans, that would just be an overwhelming amount right. of talent you, to try and handle. You're banking yeah. on that team scoring 40 points a game, and if you can't, even if you, you'd hope you can stop another team from scoring 40 points. Um, it, it does. It is helpful, Black Tie. I do like when people say, like, this guy's pro doppelganger is this. And it does affect the way you sort of think about it. I wonder if legitimately NFL teams do this. If you erase the name um, Jadavian Clowney and you said instead he's Javon Curse, which is a good uh, sort of who he is like. If I said, if you said to Bill O'Brien, what do you want more? What does this team need more? To drop in, do you would you rather have Javon Curse or would you rather have Russell Wilson? Because that's basically the choice right. you have in front of you with Johnny Football versus uh, Clowney. There, it's a, it, it does affect things, and I don't know what my answer would be to that. Well, I think it just depends on what your current strengths are, and with that, it, that it's still the same question that we're that they're asking themselves All right. right now. Is answer what, that Jermaine Curse or I, Russell I, Wilson? What do the Texans need more? Not Jermaine Curse, Javon. I don't want Javon Jermaine Curse. Kirst. I don't want a, a, a fourth receiver. Um, uh, <laughs> He's our would, friend. That's not know, nice. I'm gonna, he likes I, ice cream, guys. I apologize. Uh, he eats ice cream before the Super Bowl. You have to respect that. He went to see a movie the day of the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. That's extraordinary. That's What what games? That still boggles my mind. I'm a fan. I don't go out to a movie. I can't do something so whimsical on Super Bowl Sunday. Go see a movie before the game? He played in it and he went right. to a movie. That's weird. All right. Anyway. Uh, I would still I'd t- I'd take Javon Curse. I think, he, I think he's going to impact the team quicker. Hmm. Hey, I've got a good pro- And by the way, then though. it's not like they don't have other draft picks. And like we say, they could come back with conceivably Derek Carr or they could go with A.J. McCarron. And that, to me, would be right. just fine. I've got a good pro, pro- comparison. I, I, uh, Anthony Barr, um, the UCLA linebacker, mm-hmm. really reminds me of Jason Taylor. Very hmm. tall, oh, very yeah. tall, long arms, kind of, you know, skinny almost, not quite, but, you know, n- not, a, not a gigantic guy. And uh, and I, I I think he could end up having that type of career where maybe I, it makes yeah. a slower start, partly because he's coming from you know he's still a year or two years removed from a, a position change. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, th- that's that's my pro comparison for you. I like that one. I think Tony Barr can come out and be a really good because he's falling in the draft because he went out and did fourteen reps on the bench press at the combine. Although his pro day was a lot better at UCLA, but yeah, he's somebody who's going to fall to a pretty good team. 
and played really well immediately. We talked to Bucky Brooks, another uh, NFL media scout here last week, I think it was, is when we caught up with him. And like him, I am a snob when it comes to evaluating college players. Uh, I would love Blake Bortles, and there are a lot of pro comparisons you can make to to, to him. Um, but the thing that, that that sticks in my head is Central Florida. What gives? I, I don't like that. That, that, right. that seems to me like, why didn't he go... He, yeah, there's nowhere that there was a fit for him. There's something going on there, and yet he probably is the best guy. You know, if if I had to make a choice, I would take Blake yeah, but, Bortles. If you didn't tell me where they went to school, clearly Roth- he would be the guy. But Roethlisberger ended up in the MAC. I know, I know, and I you know I think he's dynamite, obviously, and yet I still that would stick in my head if I were drafted. See, but, I think but Joe Flacco went to Pitt. And then you transfer. You don't really care. For I know him. we could do this all day. You can keep pointing out to me this is ridiculous. These so, small school so guys, not. I still wouldn't take them. Okay, let's not. Let's uh, let's move on here. Oh, Hank's got to leave in a second. Go Last ahead. question on the blacklist. Speaking of speaking of prospects, Johnny Manziel has a new commercial out with his best buddy LeBron James. Those guys are always tweeting at each other. It's how gross creepy. was that? How Nike immediately, as soon as his pro day ended, tweeted out like, "Here's the clothes he wore oh, in the I pro know, day. Right? You should yeah. buy them." LeBron was also tweeting out. It's really scary. Either way, back to the commercial. It's a McDonald's commercial promoting the Bacon Clubhouse. So my question is, which <laughs> what is your favorite fast food item of all time? Oh, I thought you were going to ask if I had the. Uh... The Bacon Clubhouse. No, come on, that one goes to McDonald's. I just saw a pizza advertised for that has uh, that has ch- double pepperoni and bacon on it. Mm. And I like meat, by the way. I think I've made it clear that uh, that I have great affection for meat of all manner, and uh, and yet that one seems too far for me. I just I, t- double is pepperoni it, and bacon. Is it that. the double pepperoni or is it the bacon that's throwing you off? I yeah, it's it's the gluttony of. If it were pepperoni and bacon, I'd be cool with it. Mm-hmm. It's the gluttony of the double. It's a why? Why the double pepperoni? Why don't you go and why slide bacon like that? S- what do it, or is bacon? Are you sliding pepperoni? It? Saying you need two pepperonis to equal one bacon? That's, that's I don't like that insinuation. Some chain has a double cheeseburger pizza out. I'm not sure which. I think it's Domino's. Is no, I think it's uh, I think it's Papa. I think because uh, we had it at uh, at the Super Bowl, he, brought, he delivered one. He hand delivered us one. In fact, the uh, official sponsor of the NFL, Papa John's. Uh oh, telephone. Phone. Papa Papa's Papa John's. Like, handsome. Why did he I'm, say Domino's? Handsome. I'm fascinated by your answer here as a newcomer to our land. What, by the way, real quick, what uh, fast food they have chains? Fast food there. I, I'm not asking them if they have it. I know they have it. Black tie. I'm asking handsome. What is which What's of a, our American call, chains have reached uh, uh, the UK? McDonald's is I th- is a global brand. Is it a Royale um, with cheese? No, that's that's in only in Amsterdam apparently, according to Pop. By the way, oh um, wait, I was just going to say, I, I was going to see if, here, right? if Black Tie would have gotten that reference. I like what I was just going to say. Here we go. We got to take a quick detour to play. Has Black Tie seen it? A 1994 <laughs> classic Quentin Tarantino movie. Pulp Fiction, Handsome Hank, I start with you. Has Black Tie, the man who has seen roughly three or four movies over the course of his lifetime, seen Pulp <laughs> no, Fiction? Absolutely no way. Incorrect, by the right. way, guys. It's it's once again, it's movies pre ninety five. No, so no. ninety four. All no. right, so it's nineteen ninety four. Rank. He's never. Has he seen Pulp Fiction? No, he's of the four movies he's seen in his entire life. Pulp Fiction cannot be one of them. I'm going to go. I'm going to roll the dice. I don't know. Maybe I'm just the eternal optimist here. I used no. to be really good at it, it, is, has Black Tie seen it. I've really gotten off the rails by having too much confidence in him. I'm going to say yes on this one. 
<laughs> Guys. I have seen it. Yeah. Oh, but I'll tell you what, though. I told you you're supposed to hit a buzzer when you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I actually no, I haven't seen it in a while, and I need to see it again because I don't remember much of it. I was pretty young at the time. So but now if we sort I'm of usually down- speaking of, you know how I have my things with movies, Brad Pitt, and I'm not a big Tarantino fan. <laughs> <laughs> his movies and his stunning. Left. How can you? Be you don't a- like Brad Pitt. You don't like Tom Cruise. You don't like Mel Gibson. You don't like sports movies, and say, now you don't like Tarantino. Well, sports movies for sure. I don't know where you got Mel Gibson from. And you said it, his work, where. I just his, his shock and violence every now and then is just uh, it's a bit off putting. How I mean, can you have a take on this when you don't watch movies? Well, that's like that's once again, that's like a, I'm not a, I'm just not like a, how I don't watch I, movies pre ninety five. Adam Rank hasn't seen any movies since two thousand and five. That's it's, not it's accurate. Like, at all. It's reverse. All I watch ever. I have the, all the movie channels. I watch movies every night. All right, handsome. Good Lay it on us. I'm what overloaded. is your choice? So I'm, you have McDonald's. You yeah, have Wendy's. McDonald's says, no, Wendy. I don't think no. Not, Do you not have Burger King is Baja there. Fresh? No. Do they eat Mexican food in England? Yes. Yes. Do they? Yeah. Are there so are there are there Mexican uh, expatriates it, in the UK? Uh, I'm sure there are some. No, I mean not not a not an not not. Not California. Did they do Taco slash. Bell there? No, there's uh, no. I don't think so. I think Chipotle is there. How Ooh. weird! I've never um, thought about that. That would be. I mean, it makes sense that, of course, Mexican food wouldn't Chipotle travel to uh, to Europe. People right. often. I mean, Mexican food. Does. Well, the people, idea of but, Mexican but, food does, but not Mexican chains. Well, some. Mm. Uh, but there are a lot of people who who assume wrongly, obviously, that uh, that Spanish food equals Mexican no, food, and they're and they're different, very different. So, different. yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by it. All right, what's your answer here? Do I, they have Do you have Pizza I, Hut and Domino's over there? Pizza Hut and Domino's are there. There's a good one called Pizza Express, which is kind of my favorite. I would go with because I, I don't really favorite. Bur- I don't eat burgers from fast. I don't eat fast food burgers. I like fast food fries, but I would probably go. There's a Pizza. Express. I can't remember what it. I mean, yeah, any of their pizzas are good. They're thin crust. Uh-huh. It's delicious. Good toppings. I, I'm, I'm a simple Best guy. of all time? If you go regional, you could kind of like work in an in and out or a fat burger, but that's only West oh, Coast. I'll tell you what I had. I had one, actually. I had a. There's, we've got um, a colleague here, um, a young man called Mitchell Swartz. Yes. And last year, um, you and I went to Austin, Texas. Mm. My flight somehow got terminated in Houston, and we weren't going to make it to Austin. So Mitchell Swartz and I, the foreman, decided that we would hire a car, and together we would drive from Houston, Texas to Austin, Texas. It was a 90-something mile drive, and along the way, we found we, – we were both very hungry. It's 11 o'clock at night. We haven't eaten any dinner, probably haven't eaten for most of the day. And we, we happened upon a Texas chain called Whataburger. Oh, yeah, what, we, Whataburger. Whataburger, sorry. All right, I'm just trying and, to say it so people in, in America, uh, America understand. understand. That's for <laughs> Whataburger. Our, that's for our American audience. Whataburger. And a Whataburger was delicious. <laughs> Why can't you say Whataburger? Oh, sorry. Whataburger was delicious. No, you're making it sound like you're saying water burger. What a burger. What a burger. What a burger. Is how you're supposed to say it. What a burger. If I was saying water burger, I'd be saying water burger. There's no, there is no difference between the two. All right. Wait a second. Hold the phone. Make some room, handsome Hank. I know you have a meeting to go to anyway. Scram, because look who it is walking into Studio 66, I believe for the first time ever in his career here at the NFL Network slash NFL Media. Look who it is, everybody. It's the host of Total Access, Dan Helley. What's the poop, fella? I feel like I've arrived. 
Yeah. I didn't know where Studio 66 was until about 10 seconds ago, but I feel like I have arrived on the mountaintop. I'm not going to jive you because that's the one rule we have here. Can't on, jive. I've on, listened, dude. I've yeah, listened. Yeah. The last one I listened to, you want to know? Yeah. Um, Willie and Dion Branch. Oh, yeah. Listen a little bit on the plane, actually. Yeah. That yeah. Willie, yeah. Willie's a delight, huh? He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, who is your favorite person here at the NFL Network? Probably Willie. Willie's number one. Yeah. Who's your least favorite? I'm not going to give you a least favorite. Yeah, well, people give, actually me, give me like three podcast. or four. Give me like three or four no, names. No, not, we'll, not going to we'll give you a least favorite. We'll boil it down from there. Um, Dan Helley just comes back from the uh, owners' meetings. Want to talk about that. Also want to get your thoughts on Jared Allen. And, by the way, as a little uh, background on our on our pal here, Dan Helley, he is a, uh, a Washington Redskins and, in general, D.C. sports fan, which makes us rivals in certain sports, or specifically NHL hockey. Although I don't know that you could call the Penguins' ongoing domination <laughs> of the Capitals a rivalry. It's really the classic example of hammer and nail. Now, listen, Helley... We, when you walked in here, we're rounding out our blacklist here, and Black Tie just floated the question, what is the best single fast food item that has passed your lips? Wow, that's a great We just threw it on you, Rank, if you want to get, get your thought out here. I'm too regional. I, haven't, I, I really don't go to the national chain. I'm, let me consider. guess what you're going to say. You're going to say a grilled fish taco from uh, the place you like down in Orange from County. From Wahoo's? Wahoo, yeah. Wahoo's is... Oh, you can throw... You can count Wahoo? No, I don't think you can count. I don't think you can either. No, Black Tie's going to sit down there. You know, I'm going to say Miguel's Jr., uh, bean, cheese, and rice burrito. What is Miguel's Jr.? It's a Inland Empire Oh, uh, See, that, that's what you can't do. Here's that's exactly a, but, what I'm going to uh, do. Let me explain something to you about uh, – let me explain to, to the listener something that is a weird regional phenomenon. I don't think it extends anywhere outside of L.A. I've never heard of it. There are places here that serve – I don't even know if they're fast food really properly, but either way, they do fried chicken and waffles. Have you had that yet, Helly? Like Roscoe's you're yeah. referring to? Yeah. I, I have But a it. lot of places do Very it, but Roscoe's is it. most famous. Trying to do the low carb thing now. The waffle thing doesn't go with that. Why? You're already I'm a handsome devil. Kidding. He's an um, underrated buff guy. That's the one thing that you don't get the sense of when you see him on Total Access. No. But you see him in person when he's rocking the you know medium polo shirt from the Gap. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, he's got some. Pipes. I love it, Helly. I've said it to him before. I say it again now. The thing that's great is your destiny was Southern California. I don't know yeah. what you were doing in D.C. for so long because this is where you belong. The, the the flaxen hair and the and the tan and the rugged good looks. You, I mean, you you were cast to be in Southern California. Well, if being skinny fat qualifies you to be in Southern California, then I'm in. I don't know what skinny fat is. Skinny fat. Um, He's built like Cesaro, which is disgusting. I don't know what Cesaro is. He's a buff guy. Who's Cesaro? Oh, one of your wrestlers? Yes. Oh, here we go again with Rank's (laughs) weird passions. (laughs) All right, Heli. Fast food item? Yes. Okay, um, this is kind of regional, too, and I grew up with it. It was in the D.C. area. It was Roy Rogers. Oh, no, that was that. that well, at least that reached me uh, in Pittsburgh. On the East Coast? Okay. Yeah. So I loved Roy Rogers French fries as a kid growing up. I don't know exactly why, but they were special. That is a and great call, man. I have a, I have a vague sort of recollection of there was something meaty. Wait, is that, is that a weird food? description to they, say they, meaty? They, they yeah. weren't like fast food. It was like Arby's. 
Was it? It was yeah. the equivalent of our. It was the same thing. It was, it was very similar. They weren't steak fries, and they weren't as skinny as McDonald's fries, mm-hmm. but they had just enough meat on the bone, and the flavor was perfect. You're so right about that. It's a weird thing. You know, um, I, I, this is a discovery I made in the last three or four years. Somebody had to tell it to me. It's sort of like, do you know there are certain mysteries that you only realize like halfway through life? People do it a lot with song lyrics, like... Uh, like more than a woman, more than a woman, you know, the BG song. My sister and I always thought it was four legged woman growing up, which in a weird, which makes it kind of perverse that you're somebody swooning over a four legged woman. Same thing. The Milwaukee Brewers old logo mm-hmm. that looks like a baseball glove is actually an M and a B. If you look at it closely, do you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Take a good look at that. And in that same vein, RB Arby's, is R.B., roast beef. roast beef. Did you know that one, Dan Helley? No, but that makes more sense to me than the baseball glove being uh, an M.B. Yeah. Well, look at, look, you know the Brewers logo I'm talking about. Yeah, just of course. Looks like I a always thought it was a baseball, baseball glove. glove. I never no. thought twice about it because that's what I thought it was. Yeah, and did you know that the Vancouver Canucks logo that looks to just be a hockey stick? Uh-huh. Did you like, what kind of logo is that? Just a picture of a hockey stick. It is a C. If you look at where the stick is, it creates a C for Canuck. Did you know that the Pittsburgh Penguins logo, the penguin, is really a worm? Ah, Helly's bringing his gold in here to try and take (laughs) shots at the three-time Stanley Cup champions. They hold no water because you know why? I know why. You know why it doesn't hold water? Because you don't have a cup to put them in. You're watering. Now listen, Helly. I blew that one. All right, let's talk about Jared Allen now. Dan Helly, Adam Rank, our resident Chicago Bears fan. How do you guys feel, Helly? Jared Allen and Julius Peppers, for that matter. Where do you where do you come? To, well, first of all, I'll talk Jared Allen. Well, I, I mean, listen that that Bears defense was tied for last in the NFL in sacks last year. So they had Lamar Houston, mm-hmm. they had Jared Allen. Um, I, I don't see how this defense isn't going to be significantly stronger. I, I love it. I'm not I'm not a Bears fan, obviously, as we alluded to earlier. I'm a big Redskins fan, but I, I think he still has a, a good bit left in the tank. And by a good bit, I, I think two years. I think Which it's is, funny that if you look at the way his contract sets up, it's like he, get, he gets you know peanut relative. Uh, peanuts. He gets a million or two in year one. Then the next year, he gets like thirteen or fourteen million. Ergo, the Bears better make a good run in twenty fourteen, as far as Jared Allen's concerned, because I find it highly unlikely they're going to pay a thirty two or thirty three year old yeah, man he, he's gonna fourteen turn, million dollars to play defensive end. He's going to turn thirty two here in about a month. These hokey weird contracts. It, it, it does bother All me. The matter, it's fifteen and a half million dollars guaranteed. The other numbers mean nothing. Yeah. Right. Uh, Rank, you pleased with this? Love this move. Thought it, it was great. I mean, he's younger than Julius Peppers. He was more productive than Julius Peppers last year. Hopefully, if he can uh, jump over a block from John Kuhn and actually get to Aaron Rodgers and prevent the Packers from getting to the playoffs. That's all you need. And like you said, they've added Lamar Houston. They added a couple of complimentary guys. I know the kid from Detroit came in. And a couple other – Peanut Tillman is going to return as well. So the defense isn't going to be dominant. It's not going to be Lovey Smith's defense from about a decade ago, but it's still going to be pretty good. And all it really needs, it just needs to be good enough. They showed last year, just be good enough because that offense is going to be even better this year. I know everybody takes their shots at Jay Cutler, but he's going to have a fantastic Well, isn't it ironic that one of the reasons he wanted to go there, A, he wanted to stay in the division. Right. B, he believed in Jay Cutler. I I said this on Total Access, and they, of course, called me an idiot. I I think the Seahawks' defense is so good, and they have – such a great chance to create the next NFL dynasty there. That mm-hmm. if I'm Jared Allen, 
and I'm one, two good seasons away from being a Hall of Famer, that's where I'm going. I don't care if I'm taking the NFL minimum. Yeah, I wonder if his ego, because the rumor is, is that they told him you'll be a part of a rot- of our rotation, like everybody else there is, and he said, no, you know, I'm an every down guy. I don't want to be out there for half the plays. That's not the way I do things. That's strange. That's odd. You know, of course, the trade off would be a Lombardi Trophy, you would think, or a good run at that. Um, I think the ba- I think Tressman is that offense is going to take off even further next too, year, yeah. and I like Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey more than I like Roddy White and Julia, uh, uh, Julio Jones. Even I think of I'd course. rather have oh, those two. I, there's no Absolutely. doubt. I don't even I, to be honest. I don't even think it's close. Really? It's not even a I, contest. I, no, I think. Listen, I love Roddy White. He worked with us for a week, but he's getting a little long in the tooth, and he's coming off a year that uh, he was racked with injuries, and who knows if that ankle's ever going to be as good as it was. I, there's Our, there are there's no duo at wide receiver that is better in the NFL than those two. Period. I well, and then no. you throw in Martellus Bennett. I mean, that, imagine that how how frightening that uh, that trio is now. I think the Bears, you know, as much as they're going to sling it around this year, I love that their defense should be better. And of course, I point this out quite a bit. But for three years, they've had every NFL team has injuries. Mm-hmm. They have had impossibly bad luck three straight years on the defensive side, and then with Jay Cutler as well. If they would just stay close to healthy, I mean, everybody again is going to lose some pieces along the way. But again, last. Last year, well, what plus, were they four and zero when Melton went down, and right, right. then they really started to get off the rails. Plus, they're going to get a pretty good draft pick too if they can end up because all the mock drafts are putting in Jernigan from Florida State is the guy that they're going to go with. Another guy to put on the defensive line. Now you've got a formidable little defensive line right there working. I like it. Well, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I think everybody strives to have enough talent on the D line where they can do or have a rotation like the Seahawks have. I mean that. They could just move people in. They keep them fresh. If you're Jared Allen and you're 32, 33 years old, why would you not want to be a part of that rotation? And I think See, that's what you, everybody's trying to build. Okay, now, the, the three of us in this room, we always take that perspective of, like, I would go and love to play for a team to be a part of winning a championship. But when you're dealing with the players who are like, I just want to get my contract. And that's it. And not that Jaron Allen's that way because he did turn down more money from the Raiders to not go to that situation. So he just picked a spot of a team that's very good. They'd be like, okay, this team could go on a run. I'm going to go there. We have a chance to win. Seattle's not guaranteed a chance, but you know. But I, I, I'm, I'm not. But I'm kind of with you though. I would do that. I, 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 I would do that too. Like it, I, it's, it's easy for us to say that. That's a lot of money. Uh, you know, in terms of, let's just say, I, from what I understand, he they were offering about five million dollars a year. Um, this deal's worth what technically what nine million dollars a year, roughly. Right. Am I right? Um, so. Yeah, that, that that's a ton of money, and it's easy for us to say. So it's easy, you know, us little peons who don't make anything gonna, close to that. I we're get it, but when there's there's just no. I get it, and I, I again, I know that it makes me delusional to think that they care, but it makes me crazy. The NFL, Commissioner Goodell, should have some sort of rule, and I know that it, a free market and all that kind of stuff, and I'm all for that intellectually. But emotionally, I just cannot say there should be a thing. You cannot you can go to thir- 29 teams, but you cannot go to a division rival. I just hate Julius Peppers. Not that that's a perfect one because it's not like you associate him with the Bears. But I really, I mean, Brett Favre should never have been allowed to play for the Vikings. The league should have stepped in and said, heaven forbid, shame the devil. You can't do that. You, you want, can't cross you those want, enemy lines. You know, it's unbelievable what you want this world to become. You want yes. everybody to be beige, and you want nobody <laughs> to be allowed to play for their division rival. What will we talk? talk about on this podcast i want to talk about this here's the problem for the redskins 
I want to talk about was we talk about those great wide receivers for the uh, th- and by the way there's a weird I th- just to finish up a thought uh, about the uh, about the Bears and Packers the and the, you say the Seahawks have a chance to be a dynasty the thing that again intellectually derails that for me is the idea that well yeah but then they have to get through the Niners and now the Cardinals are going to be good you would uh, you would assume this year but if you go back and look at it it is oddly ironic that. The teams that win the Super Bowl are the teams that come out of the toughest divisions. People, you, you, it makes sense why you get, you, you, you know, you, you're battle tested. Yeah, you're battle tested and all that, but it still shouldn't practically work that way, right? Shouldn't the, shouldn't, I mean, for all, and it is interesting too that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, for all their success of getting their teams to the playoffs, it does stand out. They have won Super Bowl between the two of them in the last nine or ten years now. There's something about, and witness, now the Seahawks are champs. Clearly the NFC West was the best division mm-hmm. that year. The Giants come out of a, a, a I know it was, an, a, it was a down year for the NFC East, but that's generally a rugged division. There's something to be said for coming through that. Um, and I think the NFC North is going to be awesome, and that's why I'm going to pick right now. The Green Bay Packers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I I, I feel like that defense is going to be is finally going to be legit. For on the this first time day, in you're picking years. the Green Bay I just Packers to win the to Super that. Bowl. On the, All right, on Helly, the 27th I see you of March. checking your no, phone. No, no, I'm looking to see what what the date is. 27th of March. That's right. Yeah. I, I I feel like this is a, a team because I think the Bears are going to be really good. I think the Lions are going to be better at least. The Vikings are going to stink. But all right, they're two good uh, worthy teams that they're going to play in their division. All right, the Redskins though. Here's the problem for them. When are they going to do something about wide receiver? When Pierre Garçon is not is I mean he's not a number one, and RG three is held to an unfair standard. I mean he, that dynamite year, that magical year two years ago, where they finally rise up and they then it falls apart because of his knee. But they they still haven't landed a good wide receiver. Well, I think Pierre Garçon is is he's a five. legit. Is a legit. I'm not saying he's a great number one. I think he's a legitimate number one. But I'd like to see a one B go beside him. And, and I don't think the young man they just signed from the uh, Cardinals, Roberts, is you know a one B. I mean, he's I a- saw the online celebration for this among Redskins fans. All right, Andre Robert, what a, what a score for the Redskins! It is no, we the Redskins fans celebrate everything. Uh, <laughs> I, I specifically when I sat down with Gruden a couple of days ago after the interview was over, I said seriously, uh, how many more wide receivers do you need to make this a legit core? He said a lot. I said what's a lot? He said two or All three. Of them. Two or three. He said, "I'd like to get two or three other guys um, to add. We, we don't we don't have nearly enough." I said, well, "What else do you need?" I, he literally listed he he listed every position on the field <laughs> besides running back um, that he felt like they needed an upgrade. Why don't they just take a receiver with the second overall pick? That's funny. You think oh, that's, that's I mean, right. you think that's funny? <laughs> that's you know what that's right. like? You know what that's like? <laughs> Drew Olmeyer. <laughs> One of the producers here at NFL Network. Could Walk- you imagine Sammy Watkins on that team? Oh, Mike Evans? Oh, uh, Would they uh, have been available at Alfred two? Morris. And then you have uh, Santana Moss now entering his fifth uh, decade in the NFL. He'll still score four touchdowns against the Cowboys next year. <laughs> Do you know how many picks the Rams, or how many players the Rams netted from that trade when it's all said and done after this draft? Eight. <laughs> Eight <laughs> players. You- I mean, we're talking, this is like the Herschel Walker deal. This is ridiculous when it's going to be all said now. Now, wait, 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 now, why why is it that everybody always has to go for the Herschel Walker deal? Now, I don't recognize the St. Louis Football Club as being the Rams, but why don't you just you can actually equate it to the He's Eric, a Los Angeles native, Helly, so he refuses to What do you want to talk the Ricky Williams deal? Is that was that what better? What about the Eric Dickerson trade? 
Yeah, that was a. They had they got what, what to Indy. The they hall? traded them. Oh, to yeah, Indy. what was the hall in that trade? Six though? players: hmm. Gaston Green, Aaron Cox, all the all the big time players wow. in went NFL great. history. Yeah, went that great was awesome. Um, <laughs> so terrible. Helly, yes. Tell me about so you have met now with the man. Is that the first meeting you had with Jay Gruden? Yeah, well, I, we had him on the show, but it was via satellite. That was the first time I got to sit down with him again. As you know, no jive. I. I'm underwhelmed by the choice of Jay Gruden. Of all the people out there on the face of the earth to to be the head coach of your pro football team, I'm surprised that Jay Gruden. Now, you understand, they didn't hire John Gruden. They hired his brother. Well, I understand. All right. Because sometimes I feel like that. I feel like I don't know if the Redskins got that confused. Yeah. How far were they into the interview process before Daniel Snyder realized, oh, Jay Gruden? Like they're different people? Yeah. Maybe he was like, I'm so impressed by your body of work, uh, Mr. Gruden, and you're great. And they realized like, oh, this isn't John, this is Jay. But now I'm so far along. This is embarrassing. Now I just got to hire. Here's the MO for the Redskins when they hire head coaches. When one doesn't work, they try to hire a polar opposite, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, or when one does work and just mm-hmm. leaves. Joe Gibbs, Jim Zorn. Mike Shanahan, Jay Gruden. Mm-hmm. So he wanted a guy, I believe, that was younger, that had less experience and therefore less baggage than a Mike Shanahan. And he's really excited, Dan Snyder, is about, about Jay Gruden. I wouldn't expect him to say anything else after a hire before a season's even started. I like Rude. It's all going to be about his relationship with RG3, period. That's it. He's going to go as far as that relationship will take him. What do you think about them in what appears to be at least a real emerging powerhouse in the, the Eagles? People forget that by the that in December, the Eagles, you could make a case, were, were getting close to the Packers were making their charge, and then, of course, Seattle and the Niners. But I think you can almost include the Eagles as like the fourth best team as in, in the uh, NFC now. Oh, How do you feel I, about that? I, I don't disagree, but I also think that this is basically the same core of players with the Redskins that just two seasons ago won 10 games and won the division. And I think if you can get Griffin back, if you can add another piece to the wide receiving core, you have a tremendous running game. you gotta, you got to obviously add a couple of pieces to the back end of that, uh, of that defense, too, to improve. And let's not forget, London Fletcher, who's been the heart and soul of that defense for the last six years, is adios. And right now your best linebacker, uh, is is Brian Arakpo, who's playing on a franchise tag, so he does feel like he has a lot to prove. On the other side, you have Ryan Kerrigan, your second-best linebacker, but you need somebody there in the middle to help out. All right, Helly, we'll wrap it up here. It's been a pleasure. I've wanted to get you up into Studio 66 for a long, long time. We didn't even get to really do much bio work with you. I like to I like to get to know the man, Dan Helly. Well, can I come on again? I don't see one picture of a redskin in here. I know. Well, what? Well, who's the greatest redskin, or not greatest, but who's your favorite? My favorite we'll Art, Art Monk. Oh, is that right? As a kid, okay, I, I grew like up that one. loving Art Monk. I, I cut my jerseys the same way. I just love the way he carried himself. Do you remember that he was on the Jets? That's weird. That's a weird well, footnote talk, in history wait, that he was on the Jets. You talk about guys playing with their division rival. He played for the Eagles. Played for the Eagles. Yeah, well, he, he definitely played for the Jets as well. He, he played Art Monk was on the Eagles. Yeah, I have no recollection of that. Why do you shrug your shoulder? Why would you hold your hands like that? I don't remember him doing. I don't that. know if you said this on or off the air, where you were bemoaning the fact that Dan Hanses doesn't know who like Ken O'Brien is. And things of no, that he knows nature. Ken O'Brien. He doesn't know Richard Todd. He's a Jets fan, and it's weird he doesn't know Richard Todd. But, but Art Monk, that seems right up your wheelhouse. How, well, how old is, is Hanzoos? He's in his early 30s. I don't care. You still have to know but things. No, I know, but I'm just – early 30s, like Richard Todd, you're a kid. 
I know. He was, he was I don't sure know. His it. brain turns on in like 1987 or something like that. He doesn't. He doesn't know. <laughs> the NFL player strike attracted him. Apparently, yeah. He yeah. loved the replacement players. Uh, but yeah. But bottom line, Helly, you've been out here now. What six months? Eight months? Something like that. Uh, about seven months. Moved yeah. the whole family out. Everybody's happy. Everybody's good. We just bought a house. We're moving in this weekend. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. If you need some help with that, uh, I'm sure Rank can pitch in. So, you know, I never, I, I never ask people to do things that I wouldn't want to do. So I never ask anybody to help me move. Because do somebody... they get production assistants to come down and help you out? <laughs> That's a great idea. Like what are they? Yeah, doing? pay them twenty bucks an hour to come help us move yeah. some boxes. That I'd like to cool. see you ask Willie McGinnis. Let's do that. Let's catch. Let's do hidden camera. Hey Willie, can I ask a favor of you? Oh you know, yeah, Dan. Sure. Yeah, sure. Listen, Willie still looks like an Adonis, <laughs> but I, I I don't want him to hurt his back or something. I don't want him to get one of those old injuries to flare up. <laughs> All right, big fans of uh, here on the, the DDFP of Dan Helly and uh, his fine work here on the NFL Network. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll bring you back in here. I don't know what for a, maybe a. A Washington Nationals update. We should love do, it. We should do weekly. Just had or my monthly. fantasy draft on the plane flying oh, yeah? back really? from Orlando. I drafted, I think four Nationals. Strasburg first round. Adam Laroche. No, I have no. Steven Strasburg on my team. You, Gary Zimmerman. He's going to do well. Did you say Gary Zimmerman or what is it? Ryan Zimmerman Ryan's or Jordan Zimmerman? Sorry, there are two sorry. Zimmermans. That's another one to there's add a, to the list. Well, there's yeah. a lot, hey, there's a lot of great. You have but Gio there are two Gonzalez. Zimmermans. Right, right. There are two Zimmermans on the Washington Nationals. Unrelated. Add this to the <laughs> add this to the Jack and uh, and uh, Jim Youngblood. Yep. Two white guys on the L.A. Rams on defense. Not related. They spell it differently. No, no, same way, the young blood. No, I'm talking about the Zimmermans. Oh, Zimmermans. do they really? Yeah. An extra N for the pitcher, Jordan Oh, that Zimmerman. throws it off. And yeah. then, of course, the other one that I love is uh, the Pruitts. P-R-U-I-T-T. Two black men, both running backs, on the Cleveland Browns. Unrelated! You're a thesaurus. I'm fascinated and by yet, this. you didn't remember Art Monk playing for the Eagles. How long was he there? He well, wore number minute. eighty. He wore like number eighty-five with them as well. He was there for no more than a season. I think it was less than a season. I feel like. All right, listen, Dan Halley, congratulations. He did wear number eighty-five with them. I uh, I one got year, he had three games, one start, six receptions, hundred and fourteen yards, which actually puts him tenth all time amongst Eagles receivers. That was the pain. That season in Philadelphia was painful. 95. Six Three catches games. for Art Monk. Weird. All right, listen. We've said it all. Thanks to Daniel Jeremiah for coming in here and giving in about Jets. Johnny football. That's weird. I well, the Eagles thing really is is uh, just been erased from my brain. <laughs> um, all right, listen. Like I say. Thanks Hold on, before I go, you got, you got a, I, I'm trying to build my Twitter following. I have like three followers. Oh, yes, is... at Dan Helly, H-E-L-L-I-E. There He's a delight. And if you don't mind tweets about D.C.-based sports, then you're going to love following him. Truth. Also, before you walk out, we've asked everybody in March, we may as well ask you, Thin Mints or Samoas? Oh, Samoas. It's not even close. Throw a bottle cap at you for not that. That's terrible. Love coconut and Wait caramel. Wait a minute. Well, yeah. Like you, so, if, as long as oh, you I like everything, then you like Samoas because that's what's on Samoas. Is Wait, every man, edible? Ike Taylor agrees with you. What I, is the poop is these Samoan cookies? <laughs> <laughs> is that Ike? Yeah. Look at this. What is this thing? This seems so cool. It's a Coca-Cola Build Your Own Pack. Was this in the grocery store? Where is yeah, this? Yeah, buddy, a buddy of mine uh, who has a great uh, website in D.C. Ball Hogs. Uh-huh. Uh, They're too busy trying to follow you. Don't look at that. He, so he yeah. tweeted that, and I tweeted out, and actually I got a lot of people. Where can I find that? That and is it was awesome. A grocery store in Maryland. Wait, build your own six pack? 
Yeah. Oh, then how much longer can it be till beer does that too? Well, they do that. that. You can go to Total Wine and do that all at any. You at can any get point. six different cans oh, of beer yeah. or bottles of beer. Yeah, you get you get like your own little carrying case and you build your own. Six I didn't bag. know that. A Total Wine. Total Wine. Yeah, go down because I like IPAs, but I like to try a bunch of different things because you know because IPAs uh, you're not going to pound like twelve of them, so you don't need a right. twelve pack like you would like Coors Light or Bud Light, the official sponsor of the NFL. Uh, but with IPAs, you like to mix and match because you want to try a bunch of different things. So variety is the spice of life. My wife hates when I say that. That's true. <laughs> Where you have a site that says I guess I, I guess as your wife, she should be offended by yeah, that. Yeah, what yeah. is well, how far does this extend for uh, you, it Dan? Doesn't Hallie? extend far at all. I'm generally talking about food and beverages. All right, good, good. Uh, socks. <laughs> so yeah. He's a moral man as well. All right, listen. Enough's enough. Dan Helly, go do your total access fanciness. Rank and I'll go and toil in the newsroom. Black tie, we're back early next week. Who do we have? We have somebody lined up, right? Not yet, but we do have a, a fan package that we need to get to from Sarah Peters. I'm going to check that out next oh, week. Oh, I can't wait to open it. Yep, yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm, uh, we, uh, we also still have a Josh Gordon headshot, autographed headshot that we're looking to give away. We'll come up with a competition to give that away. We next should get week Helly well. to sign his headshot and uh, we'll hand that out as well yeah, as a prize. Totally. I don't think we have many entrants. Black tie, why do they call you Black tie? Well, it's uh, it's a producer name that started on a podcast, and uh, for some reason, Sheck, the idea was uh, a tie rack of producers, and the first producer was Necktie, Necktie Milner. And then when I took over the show, I was like, hey, I'm going to try to bring a formal flair to this podcast. You know, grown football talk, grown men, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with a black tie event. Now, clearly I was wrong because I have to deal with damn chicken rank every day. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's the background of the black Terrific. tie. Terrific. He scored with a zinger late. <laughs> hey, that's the best time to count it. Walk off. That's true. He just dropped the mic. There's nobody back there. All right. How do we thanks, Hallie. Thanks, thanks Rank. Pleasure. And uh, thanks, Jeremiah. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.